Who's better? Nobody! I don't know if they've been in the dust, but they're in trouble, right? So we've been talking about the uh, proclaimed bad boy of Ontario's furniture, announcing uh, it is undergoing, um, well, I guess at the insolvency phase. And it's not really known yet if any of the stores can be saved, and certainly there will be a lot of fallout. We will uh, hear from customers, likely, who bought furniture and now they can't get their sectional. And they're not going to get a refund. But, you know, when you hear the name, bad boy, even if you don't shop there, it's one of those, like, you know, iconic family-owned businesses known for its last name. And, of course, being cheap. Cheap, cheap, cheap. And when uh, Mel Lastman ran uh, the company before turning to politics, it had expanded right across the country. They had 40 stores. And then he sold it off. And then in 1991, Blaine Lastman tried to recapture that magic. And he did a pretty good job. Great commercials, but uh, opened 15 stores in Ontario. And I guess the plan was for more expansion, but that did not happen. Neither the iconic name or the uh, bottom line could save uh, you know, the business from a very brutally competitive furniture market. Let me turn to Bruce Winder, retail analyst and author of Retail Before, During, and After COVID-19. Thanks so much, Bruce, for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me on the program. Um, this is one of those stores that I kind of, every time I, I see it, I just go back to the 80s. I kind of daydream back to like the good old days because it's just, oh, for sure. it's like you're stuck in time. I kind of feel like it has been a business stuck in time. Um, what do you think happened here? Is it just... The, the the economic situation at large? I think that probably has a lot to do with it. I mean, if you look at the furniture business, the furniture category, it's down significantly for a couple reasons. One is a lot of people bought furniture during the pandemic because they had extra money from governments and things. And um, in addition, uh, with interest rates going up now to, you know, highs, 20-year uh, highs, mm -hmm. people are buying less uh, high-ticket items like furniture. Um, in addition, there's been some uh, high duties that have been added on to furniture coming into Canada as well. So it's become a really tough industry of late. Boy, oh boy. Because Blaine uh, Lastman, who took the company over, I mean, he was born into it, but he was too young to take the company um, off his dad's hands when, when when Mel wanted to go into politics. So it, it was sold off. And then he decided, I'm going to come in and try to do it again. I think he had some success. They you know, he was looking at, at um, expansion and in 2019 certainly was talking about it. And then we hear this announcement by the premier back in 2022 about this huge warehouse space that they were building in Pickering. So it's a bit surprising yeah. that, you know, here they are investing millions, like 70 million bucks into this massive, um, you know, warehouse, office space and distribution center. And, and surely they would have known, Bruce, then that they were in trouble, No. Well, it kind of depends. Um, you know, they may have. They may have known that they're in a little bit of trouble, but sometimes things can turn quickly, yeah. um, especially as it relates to lenders. So companies need to line up financing and lending, right? They need to borrow from people. Mm. And sometimes that financing can fall apart at the last minute. Right. And that, you know, that may be the case here. I'm not sure. I haven't read everything about it. But they may have found a situation where they couldn't get financing or they just couldn't make money anymore just based on the uh, market factors I mentioned. So, yeah, it's a tough one. It looks really odd, right, when you see them sort of investing heavily in something and then a year later they're, they're about to go bankrupt for sure. Yeah, I mean, most people are like raising an eyebrow saying, well, we've been scammed. And, and I don't want to think that that's the case because a lot, as you say, can go wrong kind of quickly, go upside down. But, you know, businesses have been hit not just by the COVID shutdowns, but then this really, really tough economy. And uh, I feel for, for, for independent uh, small businesses or big businesses, either which way, they've carried such a huge burden 
uh, that a lot of others haven't. And and so I think, sadly, that uh, bad boy is just one of a, a number that we're going to be seeing pop up. Yeah, I think so. And it's unfortunate because there's uh, a lot of small businesses had government loans um, and they were due, they're due at the end of this year if they want to collect the uh, the 20000 sort of freebie attached to it. Yeah. So there's a lot of uh, problems with that. And sometimes what companies do too, if they feel that things are bad, they go into bankruptcy so they can re, um, renegotiate credit, renegotiate mm. with lenders. So they might say, okay, you know, with our, our landlords, you know what, we, we're paying this much a month for, for leasing. Can we pay this much instead? So sometimes it's sort of a, a way that uh, companies use bankruptcy to re, refinance and readjust and renegotiate and re-level set um, what they owe people. Yeah, I mean, it's cold comfort to those who, who are waiting for their fridge or whatever it is they bought, um, you know, because yeah. they're cut out. And generally, customers are the last on the list to get anything back. And so there are a lot of customers who put money down and are now basically out of luck. Um, but that, yeah, but- you know, that's just the reality of it. Exactly. I mean, this is just sort of a really ugly part of the way bankruptcy law works, I guess, is, yeah. you know, if you're, if it's all timing, you're, you're at the wrong place at the wrong time in terms of, you know, you put up your cash, you didn't get your furniture and you're at the end of the line now mm. to get, to get money. If it, And so it's really tough. I mean, I think the people who are caught in that dilemma, I think are doing what they should do. They're getting the media involved. Maybe they can put pressure on the government or pressure on uh, bad boy themselves to see if they can make an exception. But just a nasty uh, PR nightmare for Bad Boy as well with the situation. Well, not just that, but personally. I mean, it's not like I, I don't think um, Blaine is sitting home ha- having a great time. These are very difficult um, when you're going through them. It just uh, it, it can be hell, uh, just hell. Um, but can it survive? And I think the, the, the one thing is you want to see what you can salvage, right? And, and I guess the question is, Will there be anything to salvage? And could Bad Boy come back in the future? And what would that look like? Because I think they had some trouble integrating, you know, modernization um, when it came to online sales and stuff. Like it didn't necessarily keep up with everything kind of every time you drive by, it seems like it's stuck in another time, which, you know, I like, but not, not necessarily. It wouldn't necessarily be the place you run to first. But what, what was their signature mistake and what could they come back as? Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what their what their main sort of signature mistake was. I mean, you know, I, I would imagine that if you look at the people who are buying furniture now, which are mostly millennials, they probably wouldn't put Bad Boy as a as sort of a top choice mm-hmm. uh, for their furniture selection. Albeit for appliances, wasn't it like really great for appliances? Well, there, there's other people out there like Home Depot that are really yeah. popular with appliances as well, right? The whole appliance market changed once Sears left. But you know what? It's just it's just one of those companies. I think it was sort of caught there, you know, and it probably didn't change as much as others. And there's new competition and target markets. Millennials have other choices. And, you know, you've got big American companies like Home Depot for major appliances. And you've got other companies for furniture like the brick. Um, and, you know, it's just a tough market and it's uh, it's tough and the margins just aren't as good as probably they used to be. And uh, you never know what happened. But it's sad to see a company. Yeah. Uh, Go down, but but they are they are going to have to be careful because you know people have long memories, right? So mm-hmm. if they come back in a year in a different form, people might say, "Oh, be careful!" You know, someone someone's bought from Bad Boy and they didn't, you know, they got stuck, they didn't get their furniture. Yeah. So it, it's a really tough one for them to be going through this PR nightmare now with the customers uh, in Barry and who, whoever who who haven't got their furniture and can't get a refund. It's just absolutely ugly from, from a brand perspective. It is. And so, and, and I don't know, is there a way to protect that brand? 
Because people will remember. They're like, no way, I'm no way I'm going back to that store. Like, they'll yeah. always have like, So what I could they do? I don't know if they can do anything, but go ahead. I, yeah. yeah, I personally don't think they can salvage the brand. That's just my own opinion. They might be able to do it, and I hope they do. But people, like I said, have long memories. You know, a lot of people Google things, too, before they buy. And if they see this pop up, you know, on the Internet about how people lost their money, then that's going to scare people away. Because in the, in the in major appliances and furniture, people are always looking, you know, about companies, especially in the major appliances for servicing, right? Yeah. So if you don't have a, a good track record, and you're not in good shape financially, people are nervous to buy major appliances because they might have problems servicing or the perceived perception is they might have problems servicing them later. Oh, no, they so will. I, I can guarantee you that because that Maytag man yeah. guy doesn't exist anymore. Now, now yeah, your fridge exactly. does not last 50 years, right? He's retired, right? Yeah. So, yeah, so th- this is a this is a this just a big brand issue now for them. I'm not sure what they can do. If they can make an exception legally, they probably can't. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it's just one of those sort of weird things that happen sometimes. There you go. Took us all down memory lane, and we'll see what happens in the future. Very much appreciate your time, Bruce. Yeah, anytime. Have a great day. Take there care. you go. That is Bruce Winder, not Winder. Winder. Uh, he is a retail analyst and author of Retail Before, During, and After COVID-19.